Hello and welcome. You are listening to The Hello You Show. I'm your host, Jessica Rice, and the founder of Jessica Rice Coaching. This show is for ambitious and visionary-minded women leaders and entrepreneurs ready to uplevel their impact and establish their personal brand and unique voice. It's time, ladies, to make our voices heard. Say hello again to the real you. Hello and welcome to the Hello You Show. My name is Jessica Rice and I am your host for today's show. And today we are welcomed by a very special guest, Dr. Maria Christina Sheehan. And I am just so excited to bring her on because she has this incredible mission to help others break free from stereotypical aging and really claiming an energized life. And so to tell you a little bit about Dr. Maria Christina, she's an academic who spent over 40 years in education, the last of which, the last 20 of which were serving as a community college president. Following retirement, she redirected into a career of health and wellness and founded the Age Well, Ageless Life System. She is now working on a book about redesigning how we age. And as a certified health and wellness practitioner, she works with individuals, groups, and companies to improve the life choices that can be made to live and age well. So let me go ahead and bring on Dr. Maria Christina. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's really my pleasure to be here. So grateful to have you. So if you wouldn't mind just letting us know a little bit, where are you joining us from today? So I am in beautiful Reno, Nevada. We're very close to Lake Tahoe, except we don't have as much snow. And it's absolutely, it has been absolutely beautiful the past couple of weeks in the 50s. Oh, I'm jealous. I love Tahoe and I love that whole area. And less snow is such a bonus as well. So. Just enough. Just enough. Perfect. Um, so I just, I know you work with, in, in wellness and, and you're helping a lot of people at this point in your life, but I was just curious if, you know, you could tell us a little bit more just about your background. I know you have some time in higher education and would you mind sharing how you kind of found wellness and really dove into this as a passion, you know, for your life? Well, I'd love to share my story. So thank you. <laughs> well, but I would be an academician until, you know, um, a ripe old age. I don't know what we consider a ripe old age, but for forevermore. And I never thought I would be redirecting into this incredible world of fitness and health. But what sent me there was the academic life is wonderful and it's rewarding and I love the institutions I work with both in California and in here in Nevada uh, serving as president but during that time I became very sedentary okay so I wasn't investing my health at all and I was watching my colleagues with their health deteriorating and having you know so many issues and so literally dying on the job and I thought you know that's probably my trajectory <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen to me if I don't 
do something. So at the age of 69, I was about to turn 70 at the time. This was a number of years ago. I was about to turn 70, and I thought, oh, I was turning 69, and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm at risk. I, could, I didn't know what I know now about health and wellness, but I knew that I was at risk because I was get, I was feeling old. I wasn't happy with my my body. I had gained a lot of weight. Um, I covered it up well, but it was still there. And as I looked at what the future would be, I was worried. And my financial advisor said to me as he was watching me pop up over the years, he said, you should see my trainer. And I thought, I'm never, I'm not going to do that, you know, weights. And I had all of the, the, the miss beliefs, uh, the myths and just in beliefs that are just incorrect about what weight work does for you. And now I'm, now I'm a champion of it, but I'm winner and, um, it changed my life. So the trajectory then was I wanted to make the years ahead better. And I have to tell you, my 70s could not be better. And I just have two, two more years, I'll be in my 80s. <laughs> so what you do today is making today better and making the years ahead even better. But that is my story of that transition. And I never thought I would pursue it to the degree that I have, but I really enjoy now working with executive groups, the teams, so that the the president or the, the vice president of the organization says, you know what, it's more, you're more than just a widget worker. You're more than just contributing to the mission. You're, you're more important to me, and, and I'm going to support you by investing in the health of the team, the physical health of the team. And that's when I come in and I say, yeah, okay, here's what you can do. And I wish I knew these things when I was sitting in those seats moving up in, in higher education. Is that kind of a glimpse of my, my background and my transition? No, absolutely. And I just, I think it's so one number one, incredible. When you're telling me that you're you're close to eighty and that you were going through this and you were turning sixty nine, like it's a little bit mind blowing for me, <laughs> because number one, you don't look it, and number two, when we're, you know, so often when we're thinking about our lives and our careers and trajectories, when we're imagining ourselves at this kind of stage in life, we're not imagining ourselves as fit and and healthy as you are, and so I think this is kind of beautiful idea that there is so much more to our lives and so much more that we can bring even when our career is kind of like over or we're like kind of moving on from certain parts of our lives like we can have this whole other life that we're bringing to the table but Jessica you you hit the issue okay you really have and that is what we think is going to happen okay so we don't you said we don't imagine ourselves as being um fit and ready to take on the world in our 80s. We, I mean, that's just a foreign thought to us. But that's what starts the cycle of this downward spiral into being sedentary and unfit. It's, it starts with the belief that it can't happen. And that belief that can't happen sets you in that direction. Now you think, oh gosh, I'm going to be 50. Oh, I can't do this. If you talk to the docs, the docs are going to say to you, 
well, ooh, you're 50, you need to walk. Okay, so that, because they're not trained in kinesiology. They're not trained in interventions. They're not trained, really. A lot of the medical training is at the early stages to, you know, the 50s. You know, and that's where they spend most of their education in medicine is not about the older ages. It's about the younger ages. So when it comes to issues of longevity, um, and interventions, then then they that's not their level of expertise. So we have our older people going on medications and and getting all parts of their bodies <laughs> replaced, which we we can do today. But what if we didn't have to worry about replacing our joint, you know, our, our knees and our hips, our shoulders? It just gets. What if we didn't have to worry about that? And those interventions. I believe it starts in your 40s, even though I was very fortunate. I could turn it around at 69, but I hadn't let it completely <laughs> go downhill. I can hear it sweating down there, right? Mm-hmm. It had gotten so far that I couldn't turn it back. But if I were giving advice to anyone, I would say, start in your 40s. Why not have the best energy, the best body that you could have in your 40s and I didn't well I I was pretty much okay in my 40s but by the 50s all bets are off right and then it just caught it got better no it didn't get better it got worse and worse until 69 when I thought that would be a better way and absolutely well I love that you're bringing all of this into play and it's funny because I feel like you're talking to me and when I think about, you know, even my background or people that I have worked with, you know, in tech or other industries where we are so sedentary and we spend so much time just sitting, we're watching ourselves age, I think, at an exponential rate. So it's so refreshing to hear this. And it it brings some hope to, to our lives, to what it is that we can have for ourselves and so i love that you're you're dressing all of these things and then you're kind of like this living proof at the same time um and you mentioned an interesting thing you know with doctors as well because sometimes it does feel like we really focus on the fixing of a problem as opposed to the prevention of a problem absolutely they um they are trained to deal with illness not intervention and prevention of the disease, but I love to work with executives because I know where they are. I know what they do because I did it. Okay. So you work these really long hours, you're very stressed, and then there's those social things. So then there's the alcohol. And then we used to have this closet almost filled with all, all kinds of treats. And by four o'clock in the afternoon, I knew I was going to have to go to seven or eight. So I'm in there and I'm eating everything that is sugar-filled. And it's almost the worst thing you can do to your body is intake the extra sugar. It's very aging, causes inflammation, and inflammation leads to all chronic diseases. It's really, really a a huge issue, especially in, in our country today. Americans live with SAD, S-A-D, the standard American diet, which is sugar-filled. 
Yeah, I think a lot more is starting to come to light about this, but it's so hard when so much of us have already become so addicted to that and it's become such a standard, as you mentioned, of, of our diet. I know in, you know, watching through some of your videos too, you do use mindfulness techniques as a way to, um, or as a part of your system, I suppose I should say. How important do you feel like our mindset is in relation to even approaching our, our health and our wellness? You know, it's number one. And we mentioned it a little bit before. It's like if you believe that you're going to decline, the chances are you are going to decline. And if we can get enough of a concern about our bodies today, and it has to it has to almost be an aha moment. For my one of my clients, one of my favorite ones had seen me when I was on this little local TV show and uh, I said I was 75 and she was 75. And so she about a couple months later she sought me out and she her mind shifted at the point where she saw someone else her same age doing what she wanted to do, being in kind of physical condition that she wanted to have, right? So she saw me, but what was her aha moment? Her aha moment was when she had achieved that bucket list um, goal of riding on the beach of, of the... Um, beaches of, of, of Mexico, <laughs> right along that shore there. And she got a chance to do it. And she said it took two early guys to hoist her on to that horse. And that was her aha moment that if she didn't do something, this level of humiliation and lack of independence would just continue and get worse and of course that would be the case if we do nothing if we don't intervene we are going to decline so anyway the, the end of the story is she did become my client and today she's taking a horseback riding license and she's hopping on the horse and no one is helping her so we can turn it back now she was uh, farther along in decline than i was at 69 but at 75 still she could build back the muscle mass. She could get better at her uh, stability and achieve her dream of getting on that horse without anyone helping her. Oh my gosh. I just love hearing that story. And I can think of so many people who, you know, would love that just resonates on so many levels, regardless of our age to, you know, a certain extent. Um, and I know that you work with a lot of women, you know, who are aging. And what do you feel like, is one of the challenges that, you know, women are facing when they're aging and, and how you specifically help them with that? Well, one of the major issues I think as we age is the belief system, going back to mindset, the belief system that we're going to age. And I think I put it into three different categories. So one category is the familial category, the family, how the family age. Okay, so mom and dad or grandma ages this way, that's going to be the way I'm going to age. And so there's that, that belief system that, that stops us often from achieving what our bodies are able to achieve. So we think, well, that happened to them and, you know, it's, it's, it's hereditary, so it's going to happen to me. And that's what's the way it's going to be. So that's a factor 
that then stops someone from going to, to really challenge themselves. And that's what we have to do. And I want to come back to this challenging of ourselves. So the second issue is how media portrays us as we age. It's not good. It's not good. And so we think, okay, the media is focusing on young and thin and not on older. And so, okay, I hear so many women saying I feel invisible. Okay. And participating in that invisibility. And, and, And the third issue that gets into our brains and stops us from achieving what we can is not seeing any models any models of that behavior. And thank you, Martha Stewart, for being on the the cover girl of the swimsuit edition. Yes, and she's 81. But we need more. We need to see more of these people. So I do have something that maybe your listeners would like. And I have, this is, it's really just for women. It's called Flourish with Age. But in this little closed Facebook group, we can talk about things, but I pin to the top of that group the women who are over 80, over 90, over 100 doing these incredible things. So we don't focus on these women. We don't see these people, men and women, who are achieving amazing things. But they don't get it vision, and so they're hidden. I had to really search for these people. <laughs> okay, so... So we don't see them, so we think, okay, I'm just going to decline because that's the way it is. So it's the mindset that has to shift, and once you see someone else doing it, so that's part of the reason I love to compete. So I'm the oldest competitor, and I've done uh, the sports category in fitness. I've done figure. I've done swimsuit and even bikini. Okay. And the younger women are like, oh my gosh, because their mindset in, in their 30s and 40s is that, oh, gee, I'm going to be over when I'm 50. And then they see someone else and they say, oh, really, it's not over. That can be me. Mm. Well, I love everything that you just said. You've touched on so many amazing points, including, you know, Martha Stewart. I thought that was so inspiring as well. And if it's okay with you, I wanted to bring up the the photo that you had shown me of your competition because I think it's so important that we can see. Let me bring it up right now. It's kind of covering our faces, but it's so important that we can actually see that you you were able to attain and achieve something that many of us feel like is quite impossible, and yet you were able to do this. So this was in 2022 for you, right at the. Um, International IND Olympic competition in Las Vegas, correct? It was. It was indeed. So I love IMBA because it's a natural federation, which means that all the competitors are tested to assure that whatever their bodies have achieved is natural, 100% natural. <laughs> so we don't need to pump ourselves up with all kinds of. Um, um, negative um, uh, kinds of uh, additives into our bodies that's not necessary to achieve the body that you want. This is all natural, okay? And and I did not have this body in my late 50s or 60s. Hmm. And there I am 70, 
This is my building year. Um, I'm working with my, my uh, trainer, and I will compete again in November, and I will compete in a different category. So we're working really hard on that. And so I want to bring up this point about pushing and challenging, and, and this is something we tend not to do. Now, there is a human biologist, and that's, what he, that, that's his uh, category, um, researcher, uh, his name is Gary Brecka, and he says that aging is the aggressive pursuit of comfort, okay? Mm-hmm. So we don't push ourselves. And the fact that we're not pushing ourselves to another level, we're deteriorating because we're fighting against the natural decline of our bodies. So our muscle mass is going to be lost. It goes down starting at 40. and our bone density as well people lose their balance because they don't have any core strength it just you know it 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 doesn't it doesn't fare well for us but that's because we're trying to be too darn comfortable and so the, the the major researchers in longevity they're all talking about pushing yourself to the next level and the authors of younger uh next year they talk about doing something more every year, not less. Okay, so this is counterintuitive. We think, oh no, as we get older, <laughs> we need to, you know, kind of take it easy. And they're saying, oh no, you need to challenge yourself. And they have a whole protocol of things that you need to do to put your body in this, in this state that it is trying to overcome and, and it's at and a bit of distress just a little bit of distress and a little bit of distress turns on those longevity chains that we want to have to have not only a longer life but a healthier life along the way mm-hmm. and when we start to decline then we don't want to live that long like you see people at the end of the lives it's like oh uh, What's the point? Because the decline has become so great. But if we start in our 40s or in our 50s or any, actually, you can start at any age. So there's this fascinating study with centenarians. And what they found with working with these people, uh, couldn't have been too large a group, but if they're 100 years of age and working with light weights, they were able to build back a little muscle mass. So if they can do it at 100, than we can. Mm-hmm. Wow. What an interesting, you know, there's kind of this epiphany too, is that, you know, as we're like, when we're kids we're growing, we're pushing ourselves to get stronger. And then I was imagining like at some point we kind of stopped doing that when that might actually be the thing we, that we shouldn't be doing because now we're pushing against, you know, aging and we have to actually keep, keep those muscles going as opposed to taking it for granted. No, you're absolutely right. And I just heard a presentation and they were talking about like just that fact that at the 40 point, it's like I've worked all this time and I've stayed fit and now, okay, I'm going to just kind of take a little bit of a rest. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it is a problem. It is a problem. We need to know that we're not going to hurt ourselves by pushing we are going to hurt ourselves 
I not challenging the quality. And so that's why I compete is because it's accountability. So we all have to find where is that accountability? Where, where are we going to find it? Is it a group of friends who are all going to do this together? Now we're holding each other accountable. For me, it's a trainer and it's a yoga coach. And I believe that you have to put those two together. It's not just strength training, which is, there's so much I could say about strength training because it is essential for all women. But to me, I need the flexibility as well. I want that. And the putting the two together, even my yoga instructor now has started strength training. Now she's very strong, but you're going to get a different, um, you're going to get a different kind of body when you put strength training to it. You're going to get that tone and the, 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 the muscle definition, which I never had in my 40s. I was, you know, kind of maintaining my weight, but I never, ever saw a muscle, ever, until my Saturdays when I put some work in. And the, the thing I want to emphasize is it isn't that you have to be all day at the gym. And I tell my clients, just do a little bit every single day and then find some accountability measure. So I train three times a week for an hour. That's it. Okay, but in between, I'm doing my cardio. In between, I'm doing yoga. In between, uh, I can find a tennis game. I'm there. Okay, so you've got to keep the activity going. Mm. Well, I love that message. And, I, you know, I think it's so important for us to really have this sinking in because you're not just talking about aging. You know, this isn't just for people who have reached a certain age. It's for all of us. And it's so important that we start considering no matter what stage of our life that we're in, really thinking about how we make this a part of our lifestyle so that we can, you know, increase our longevity, you know. Absolutely. You know, I'm following a, um, a, a wonderful physician right now, and she's called, she calls herself a muscle-centric doctor. Her name is Dr. Gabrielle, Gabrielle Lyon, and she wrote the book um, Forever Strong. It just came out a couple of months ago. But what she's talking about is that 25 years of her research has all been about the development of muscle. And what she's saying is that it is a primary predictor of not only how long you will live, but how well you will live the years that you are on this planet. And then she even finds a correlation between muscle development and boosting your immune system. I mean, it sounds like it makes sense when we say it, but I think it's the obvious thing sometimes that we miss. Right? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and so when I do my workshops for um, the executive teams, I, I cover nutrition, just the tips and hints about how you need to eat. And then I also, and the mindset and, and breathing exercises, meditation, all of that is really important to include in our daily regime. And then I also give them exercises that they can do without any equipment, but they're strength training, they're strength training exercises, but you don't need equipment. You need a wall, maybe. You need that. <laughs> you don't need equipment. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I know, so you work with teams and you work with individuals, and I know you have a talk coming up this coming month, March 20th, for Women's Thrive Summit. Would you mind sharing with us a little bit about what your talk is about? Yes, I'm very excited about this uh, opportunity uh, to talk to women about um, oh, the topic. My title of my talk is Conquering Aging with Three Lifestyle Changes. So if you're interested in aging backwards, which actually we can do, and major researchers are telling us it's absolutely possible to be a um, biological age that is actually younger than your chronological age, okay? And there are some things that we need to do. So I'm going to cover all the things that I, I work with my clients about. And so I'm going to cover uh, mindset, and we'll have some breathing exercises, and we'll I cover nutrition and what are some of the tips and hints and oh what are the myths of aging and how can we maximize minimal time that we have because you know we don't want to spend all day in the gym who wants to do that absolutely unnecessary unnecessary we don't have to and so what I share is okay we only have five minutes and you only have ten minutes how do you maximize that 10 minutes so that you're going to have a result. Ben's mm -hmm. Well, I'm so excited to listen to your talk at the summit. It's going to be, I know, so beneficial for me to listen to as well. And we're going to put the, the link for the registration within the show notes so that all of our listeners can go and register and make sure you put into your calendar Dr. Maria Christina's talk because you're not going to want to miss it. Now, I know that you also have some other events coming up next year. One is a retreat in Panama, right? And then some other things that are happening. So how can people get in touch with you or and learn more about how to work with you? Um, well, I do have a website and that's the best way. So it's drmariachristina.com and the Christina is with an R, not with an H. And so I do have wellness retreats that are in their destination wellness retreats. So I did um, Costa Rica, now I'm doing Panama, because I know Panama better than Costa Rica. <laughs> and it is, I just got back um, with ladies visiting and experiencing the culture of Panama at the same time, having a component of wellness, pieces of the important information, tools for their little tool belt that they could use when they go home. So we had a lot of fun, um, experienced a great, the great diversity of, uh, of the country of Panama, and at the same time came back with some real tools for addressing the issue of the years ahead. Mm, that sounds so wonderful. And what amazing locations that you are choosing for these retreats as well. So I've just enjoyed this conversation so incredibly much. Thank you so much for sharing, you know, your wisdom. And I wondered, is there one final message that you would like to share with, with women, with those who are considering, you know, really upping their health or wellness so that they can be confident? Absolutely. It would be, if you haven't started, start today. And if you are able to... Uh, to um, plug into my, my talk that's coming up 
at 9 a.m. Pacific time on March 20th. I have a little special gift for people who just want to start doing something. So if you haven't done anything yet, then where do you start? So there are a couple of really um, short videos that are my gift to you that will get you started with what do you do with weights? What do you do with exercise? And what about what you eat? Are there some tips and hints on those snacks that really derail our fitness journey? Those snacks get in the way. So I'll be sharing this little package of videos as my free gift. Uh, if you're able to tune in to my talk, March 20th at 9 a.m. So if you haven't started, my message is start. If you're already on a pathway of fitness, add strength training, it will turn back time. Well, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. I so appreciate you coming on. And we will make sure to put all of your information related to the Women's Thrive Summit talk, um, how they can find it. And um, in addition to your website, your Facebook group, your Instagram, everything that they need so that they can get in touch with you and, and really know more about how they can start embarking on this to a greater extent because I know that you're touching on things that I think so many of us have questions about and sometimes we just we don't really know which direction to turn so. I'm here to give support <laughs> and I love to share um what's possible when we just dive in take that first step not look back I love it well thank you so much for coming on the show today and thank you so much for joining us. Please join us next Tuesday when we have another amazing episode for you in store. And until then, keep on shining. Thank you so much.